everyone and welcome back it's the full 40 with chris rob and willie with a special edition of the podcast one we're really excited about when we talked about that we were excited about on twitter um we've been we've been wanting to kind of interview these guys for a long time and and we're very excited to be able to bring this to you uh so we've got with us uh coach ashley howard um who's assistant coach at villanova for many years uh before uh being the head coach at LaSalle, um and is now um, co-chair, co co-head of Friends of Nova, as well as his co-head, uh, Randy Foy, who another another guest who doesn't need any introduction, but we'll give one anyway, in uh an absolute legend, uh Villanova, played in the NBA for many, many years um as well and and helped lead the uh 2005 and 2006 teams to a sweet 16 uh and elite eight um that are very memorable. Uh, runs and and Randy, I gotta say, I I still think back to the uh, to every drive that you made in that 2006 Sweet 16 game uh, against Boston College to to get that win uh, to get us over the hump and get that win for us. So uh, appreciate that very much. So <laughs> as back, a fan. back back when BC was relevant. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's <messed up>. But <laughs> but welcome, guys. Thanks for having us, Chris. Yeah. So, so we're here to talk about friends of, of Nova, um, uh, above, above anything else, um, because this is our NIL collective, um, that, that, that you guys have kind of spearheaded here and we are very excited about it. It's, is the future, um, current, I should say current and future of, uh, of college sports. Um, and, and for us at Villanova, obviously college basketball on the, on the top of everyone's mind, and and this is a this is really good and timely as as people kind of look at you know okay where does the future take us um, we got you know there's the transfer portal there's the name image and likeness the nil uh, aspect to things and really happy to have you on to talk about uh, about friends of Nova and the work that you're doing there I guess I'll 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 just start in with 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 that kind of tell us a little bit more about how this came together. And um, and what you're trying to accomplish. So you know, friends at Nova, like you like you said, it's it's the collective um, for all Villanova student athletes. And you know, during the summer, um, you, you know, one with, with all the transition going on, you know, had some conversations with Coach um, uh, Neptune and um, some of our um, administrators, and at the time. You know the the university couldn't have any involvement in in a collective, so they needed third party individuals to to spearhead it. And and uh, Randy and I were approached about it. Two guys that are obviously connected to the Villanova program. Randy, you know, being you know just a not not just a legend, but just the the great you know you know person and ambassador for the university that he is. Um, and then, you know, me just having the background in coaching and understanding the program, you know, we're two guys that in this moment, you know, we're really eager to 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 attack this 
this opportunity to 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 lead Villanova into this this NIL um, era, right? So, um, you know, we've been working hand in hand since since really October, um, just trying to create awareness, raising money with alums, um, you know, meeting um, emails, um, you know, going to games, engaging people, and just creating awareness. Um, and 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 honestly. Um, you know, Randy has done a, a really good job um, of just really delivering the message of how important it is to some of our key alums. And, and we've and we've made some significant ground, um, you know, over the last couple of months. So it's something that we're excited about and, um, you know, um, something that isn't going away. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really excited to be on the ground level of it. Now, for some of our listeners who may not be quite as close to kind of the technicalities, like, can you just give us like a quick reminder, like what, what's really the goal of, of NIL? Like, what are we really trying to accomplish for, for some of the students here? Well, I, I think for, for Villanova, we're doing things in a unique way. Um, we're not going to do things like a football school. Um, every guy that's out there, that's a five-star recruit. We're not, you know, going to deplete what we, we built in our collective to go after one guy. You know, if that guy is that good and he's a five-star and he fits the Villanova mold and, you know, coach and the staff said, this is our guy, then we'll do it. But every year you're, you're not going to see us just go out and deplete the um, Friends of Nova um, war chest just to get, you know, one or two guys. So I, I think the, the thing for us is we're trying to build the war chest and the war chest that we build, we're just making sure we cross all our T's and dot all our I's, understanding exactly what we need, um, the approach that we should take um, on players that are still in high school, players that may be in the transfer portal, and also um, retaining players um, because the ecosystem of the NIL is something that every school um, throughout this nation is facing, um, and the language and the legislation is changing uh, weekly, but um, you know, Ashley, um, our team that we have behind us is staying on top of things. And we're excited because this is a great place where student athletes um, throughout the university, not just basketball, but throughout the university um, can, can earn off of their name, image, and likeness. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you call that out, um, especially because the first event that I can remember seeing was the, I think the holiday event with young educated athletes. So it was still, it was interesting to see that the first NIL, NIL, NIL event that at least I remember seeing was something that was very core to the Villanova mold. And it felt really, I was like, I can tell we're doing it quote unquote the right way. So I thought that was really cool for, I'm assuming for both of you guys. Yep. So one of the cool things about, about um, friends of Nova is there's there's multiple ways that that you can make a, a donation or a contribution, right? Go to first you go to friendsanova.com. Um, you know, it it's it's pretty transparent, but you can go and you can make a, a donation to the Friends of Nova LLC. And then we have a subsidiary foundation called the BPS Foundation, which allows all of our donors to get a, a tax write-off if they make a donation to the, the BPS Foundation. Now most of the donations, well, all of the donations that go to the foundation, when we create engagement, so not only do Randy and I, you know, raise money and we're coming up with different initiatives to 
to help, um, you know, really fundraise to make our war chest really significant. But we also create engagements to pay the student athletes as well, right? So, you know, we wanted our first engagement to be a community, a community service driven initiative, which will be a lot of our engagements that we engage our student athletes with. And it's a great opportunity being in the Philadelphia metropolitan area where you have a lot of different local community organizations that would love to engage with all of our student athletes. And because Villanova is a, a, a mission service-based school, um, um, faith-based school, you know, I think that aligns right with the mission of the school where we can create NIL opportunities where we engage the community. And, and one of the things that people don't realize is our guys actually, when we created this first engagement, said that they wanted to use some of their NIL money to buy gifts for the kids from young educated athletes. So our guys took some of their money, their own NIL money, and they purchased gifts for the kids. And like some of the guys were even like, like, listen, like I could do more. We're like, yo, like you don't have to do more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we appreciate the gesture, but um, so like that's the cool thing, right? So I know NIL gets a negative connotation because it's like pay for play, whatever. And I get it if we were just the only ones involved trying to like have an advantage, right? But everybody's doing it. And, you know, there was a moment where we felt like, dag, man, we might be behind way to disadvantage. We're catching up. But the reality is, I think that we have an opportunity to maintain our elite status in this NIL space because of the way we operate, because of the way we function. Randy um, hit on it where, you know, he said, listen, we're not just going to go out and just try to target like all these five stars and like sell our soul. Right. But at the same time, there's a lot of NIL information going on where players aren't getting what they thought they were going to get. Right. So at least, you know, any kid that's being recruited by Villanova, when the topic of NIL comes up, like they'll know, you know, that whatever, um, you know, we have to offer, they're going to get, we won't oversell anybody on our NIL situation just to sell our soul and get a recruit. That's not how we're operating. Right. Yeah. And I think some of that, I, look, I, to, to me, I think to us on the podcast, we don't view NIL negative at all. It's, it's actually kind of like a long time overdue. Um, but I do think where some of the negative connotation might come in is you saw over the, I remember at the end of the season, I think it was like maybe late April or something like that. You see something along the lines of like, oh, such and such players transferring from one school to Miami and is getting because he's getting a million dollar NIL deal. And it's like, oh, wait, hold on a second. This that feels a little bit, you know, disingenuous, if you will. But at the same time, we're talking now, this is table stakes. This is now like you don't you don't play basketball. You don't play high-level Division One, anything anymore without having a baseline level of NIL. Similar to in the years past, we needed to build the Davis Center, right? We needed to have different gym and facilities and stuff like that. Like, so obviously the the the, the race, so to speak, to, to compete um, gets ratcheted up. But the unique thing about NIL is that it's not directly through the university, whereas the university could go out and get, you know, the Davis brothers to donate that, that wonderful facility. In this case, 
this has to be separate. That's why you made the point about, hey, this needs to be separate. The players are allowed to profit off of their name, image, and likeness, but the school has to stay at, I guess, is it arm's length or just fully away from everything? The the, the one thing that the school is always aware of, we have to play by the rules. Everything that we do is done directly through compliance. Right. So there's nothing that we're ever going to do where we don't run it past um, multiple sources and say, hey, this is what we want to do. Um, is this illegal? Does this make sense? Villanova from the beginning, since I've been there, even before uh, me, Broly Massimino and all of these lapis, Coach Wright. The thing when I was there was, hey, we need a better locker room. Our alumni, right? Our top alumni, our boosters, our fan base, they created that space and we got the best locker room. Then you said, right, when I was getting ready to leave and make my way onto the next chapter of my life, it was, we need a practice facility. Everyone around the country, when these recruits are coming in, they're walking into their practice facilities, right? And they're putting a video on, kids are loving it. We don't have it. We have St. Mary's, we have Jake Nevin, <laughs> you know. We, glad, we, I remember, I was there with yeah. you. I remember and what it have, looked like before. <laughs> and we, have the, we have the pavilion, we don't have that. Well, like you said, the Davis brothers got together and they put that together. Now we have the Davidson. And then you start looking at certain schools around the country and these schools around the country are building brand new arenas. How can we have one of the, the best teams over the last 15 years and we don't have a new arena? So you have Finn come in, Finneran come in and say, hey, I'll put the money up. I just need everybody else to do it. And along with the school, the Fennerin family and other alumni, they put, they created something that's special now. You walk into, um, I walk into the Fenn Pavilion and it don't even look like what I used to play in, you know, looking from the stands, <laughs> the school board and everything. So it's just something new pops up every five to 10 years. Yeah. And in this situation, it's NIL and kids, it's long overdue. You know, I look, I look back when I played, it was NC um, AA 2005, right? And I was on that game, the exact yeah. same skin tone, the exact same number. The game was the same, but my name wasn't on the back of the jersey. And the reason why my name was, I never understood why my name wasn't on the back of the jersey. But now I get it doing what I do now, because if my name is on the back, they best basically treat me like a pro. And when you play pro ball, the NBA PA gets that money. The NBA gets that money and gives it back to you. They split it down the middle, give it back to you. And that's a part of the 51-49 or the 50-50 split at the end of the year. So understanding that now, that the reason why my name wasn't on it because I was a collegiate athlete and um, EA Sports, or they paid the NCAA. They didn't pay the players. So just like I, like I said, something happens every five to 10 years and five to 10 years from now is going to be something else. And Villanova has always been in a situation where they were always flexible and willing to work. Um, our boosters are amazing, um, but we're all willing to work outside of the box to make sure that this blue blood, this tradition is on no matter what we're up against. Yeah, and I think, Randy, you alluded to, you know, a lot of things. You gave some of your examples about the locker room, about the pavilion, and Villanova kind of catching up to some other schools. 
And a lot of that, I would say, you know, was, was probably more, you know, private donations, certainly rather than NIL, which we're talking about now. So I'm, you know, NIL, and you guys kind of alluded to this so far, my impression from an outsider's perspective is that it's being used by schools in, you know, a pretty broad variety of manners and tapping into students, like you guys said, who are considering coming to the school, who are, re who are in the recruiting process, who are at the school already so that they can capitalize on, you know, Randy, your, your great performance, right? If you were there, you would have been able to capitalize on it and certainly, you know, add to, to your personal war chest for sure. And then also being able to, you know, help students who are thinking about coming in via the transfer portal or, you know, potentially even retaining them through the transfer portal. So it's like you're hitting a lot of different levels here and, and it's playing a, a much broader role in the landscape, you know, pretty quickly. I'm curious, you know, what your guys take is, you know, where do where does Villanova stand relative to some of these other schools in the landscape? Like, are we playing catch up? Like, do you know, do our alumni need to be chipping in here? And, and like, how aggressive, how urgent is this? I mean, well, for me, uh, you know, sense the sense of urgency needs to be high. Um, we need we need everybody to to be all hands on deck and embrace this new opportunity and. And you know what? It's a I see a lot of chatter, man. It's like, put your money where your mouth is. Hmm. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, the you go to friendsandnova.com, right? And and you can make a donation right now. Um, and with all of the donations, Randy and I's responsibility is to, you know, create engagements that we that we pay to players, right? Um, you know, there's so many different opportunities within NIL, the way we're utilizing Friends of Nova is we're trying to make everything streamlined so that our student athletes, um, have a baseline that they know they're going to meet every year, um, in regards to NIL. And we create the engagements to make sure that they get to that baseline. Throughout. Can you, can you talk a little bit about those engagements? Like what specifically are you talking about? I know you kind of alluded to a couple earlier, are these different events, different things like that, just to give our listeners a little bit of a flavor for it. Yep. So our first engagement that we had um, was an event that we, we did with young educated athletes, which is a 501c3 um, based out of the Philadelphia area where we had the, you know, it was about 28 um, middle school students come to campus, we split the group up into two um, and we split our team up with each group. And we did uh, tours of the Davis Center and the Fenneran Pavilion. And our guys got opportunity to talk to them about the day in the life of a Villanova men's basketball player and student athlete. They got a chance to talk to them about, you know, the, you know, the sacrifices they made in high school to become, um, Division one athletes, they got a chance to talk to them about every aspect of their life from training to nutrition to time management to academics. And the parents were blown away. Right. Um, so and and that was really like a test run for us. Right. Um, so that was a great opportunity. We have events that that we're going to be hosting um, in the future, um, we're, we're, we're going to have a, a fantasy camp, um, towards the end of, uh, July this year where, um, fans can pay to come to campus and engage with our current players. Some of our alumni, um, be coached by them, um, uh, be on the floor with them, do drills. It's a really good idea. Play on awesome. team. 
right? Um, and 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 we'll have that experience. We're gonna have, we're gonna be hosting a golf outing. Um, um, and and all of these dates are, are are to be determined, but all of these plans are in the works, right? Um, uh, in in addition to, um, you know, our blue white scrimmage, in addition to our hoops on the Hudson event that we do every year in New York City that we're taking over, the collective is taking over. We're going to try to spice that up, make it something, you know, new, fresh, Love something that, that our fan base can be excited about, but also um, make it an event that everybody can look forward to every year, knowing that the proceeds are going to go directly to Friends of Nova and are going to help, you know, pay our student athletes. That's awesome. And to, and to add on to that, I think one thing that you should – not you guys, but just people in general, especially um, the Illinois fans and Illinois alumni. What we're doing with Friends of Nova, this access that fans are getting, this has never happened before, ever. So, yeah, you might have to come and you might have to help, you know, with our collective and, and build our war chest, but this is us, right? So if you see... We went after a guy and we got a guy. You're the you're a part of that. You're directly a part of it if you help um, build out build the collective or you help friends of Nova, right? So I think that people need to understand that this type of access being around the players on multiple events throughout the year and out the summer traditionally it do not happen. So this is something that I think we all should take pride in because this isn't only our school. Um, it's everyone's school. You know, I, I talk to people on social media. I talk to people. I just went to a country club and had a conversation with some guys and they were, they were all for it. They just feel as though this is the direction and we got to get on board. We don't want to be late. That's such a good point about, I think people look at NIL and it's benefiting the athletes. And of course, yes, it is. That's the main purpose of it. But now from a fan's perspective, like I want everyone listening to think, to think about this your access to hang out, to play against, to learn, to interact with them has completely changed. Yes. This wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. You know, maybe you run into Randy, like at Connolly or something like that, but there's not that level of interaction. This is a cool opportunity to do that. So I just wanted to like reiterate that because I think that's a really great point that people- The are reason, saying. I'm sorry yeah. for calling you off, but no, the reason no. is we're, we're so busy. Like we're so busy, yeah, I think. We're student athletes. So everything we do first is as a student. And then secondly, we're we're basketball players. Anyone that knows, Ashley's been a um a division athlete. Your time when, when you're finished school, practice, and study hall, all you want to do is sleep. <laughs> and that repeats over and over oh, wow. and over. You know, so you don't you don't have time to to say, hey, I want to go down to the Oreo, right? And we're going to do an event there and we're going to meet fans and we're going to take pictures and sign autographs for two hours. That would never happen. But in this space of NIL and what friends of Nova are trying to do, we're trying to make our guys um, as available as possible because I, we feel as though as a, as a team and what we're, what we're trying to do, we think is important. If someone's going to say, Hey, I'm going to donate X amount of dollars. We need to have our guys available for that. Uh, talk to me a little bit, talk to us a little bit about, okay, so obviously there's the big money donors, there's the people with companies, there's the people who can say, hey, I own, and I'm just bringing something up, I own Wawa, and therefore Justin Moore can get paid by me, 
because I have this behemoth organization that can that can afford Justin Moore, right? Like, and I'm just giving that as an example, right? How can the average fan who who goes to two or three games a year because you know they say, okay, I live in North Jersey and I, you know, I go to the St. John's game and I go to a couple games at Wells Fargo and maybe make it to the pavilion. I don't have a ton of disposable income to spend on Villanova basketball, but I'm I want to be a part of it, right? Like I enjoy it. I want to be a part of it. This is a big part of my life. This is a, a this is beyond a hobby of mine to the point about the ownership over it or the feeling like you're a part of it. Like it's my alma mater. So I am, I am, this is, this is me. This is who I am. This is a part of what makes me part of it. And I want to contribute. How can the average fan contribute? And I know that there's the, the 501 C three element that, that you guys are working with as a sub and then, but is there a way for fans, like, is it just through you guys is contributing to the organization that could say, hey, we could package this up together and your donation goes to this person or player? Like, how close can the fans really get to understanding kind of the flow of the, of the money? So the, the way it works is, you know, you, you can make a donation. Obviously, the average fan can go to you know, friendsanova.com, make a donation for five bucks if you want, right? right? So there's no there's no limit to to how much you can give and and there's no there's no floor either, right? So um you know you can make recurring payments. You could you could start almost like a subscription where um you know you you make recurring payments on a monthly basis, whether it's like ten dollars a month, five dollars a month, that money goes to the collective. Um and, you know, if you wanted to get with a group of, of your friends and say, listen, let's all, you know, put some money together to put into the collective, that works. Honestly, if you want to make an impact, spread the word about um, the collective NIL and, and about what we're doing to some of your fellow alums and, and people that, you know, are passionate about um, uh, Villanova athletics. Right. Um, and it doesn't have to be men's basketball. Right. Um, you know, all of our student athletes should be able to capitalize um, on opportunities through Friends of Nova. And the way it all works is we have um, an engine behind us, Blueprint Sports. Um, we have a great team of people that um, organize, um, you know, you know the, the payment process, um, the, um, the tax um, process for our student athletes, and then any donation they know where the money should go. So if it's a donation for a hundred dollars that should go to the women's soccer team, it's going to women's soccer, right? If you get a thousand a, a dollar donation that's supposed to go to track and field, it goes to track and field, right? And um, and then you know, Randy and I will um, you know, facilitate the uh the the uh the dialogue between us and the student athletes, and then we'll set up an engagement in a in a in a um, situation where they can um, be compensated. But the reality is, it's not pay for play because every student athlete has to participate in an engagement under contract in order to get paid. So, um, and that just goes back to um, what Randy was speaking on in regards to just operating um, uh, compliantly and not and not breaking any rules. And just to like clarify, Ashley, yeah, um, go, go ahead, Randy. Yeah, like Ashley, we're, all of us as a this is a fan driven um, collective, 
which is Friends of Nova, every single person has ownership, right? When when I'm watching my team play, I feel as though I'm out there. I know if you went to Villanova and we're competing and we're in certain situations, you feel like you're out there. If we win, I'm happy for the next 36 hours. If we lose, I'm down a little bit. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and saying, what was the good and what was the bad? And I'm taking the good and the bad and say, hey, I know how this program works and we're going to be better, right? So everyone has ownership. You can give a dollar a month, <laughs> you know, that's ownership. You're a part of it. You can give a thousand dollars a month. You're a part of it. So every we want everyone to feel as though what we're trying to do here is we're all in this together. Everyone's 10 toes down and we understand that it takes a community to what we have done over the last 20 years has been amazing. And it has been all hands on deck, fans, alumni, whoever. And we feel as though now we need the fans and the alumni more than ever to stay where we're at, to, to keep our place with the schools that I won't name, but the Blue Bloods. So we want to continue to be mentioned and, you know, in that breath where when you, when you mentioned Villanova, you know what we have done to schools over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. Absolutely. One thing I wanted to clarify that, because I think it's really important, um, Ash, that you mentioned is this Friends of Nova applies to all sports, both men's and women's sports as well, too. So this is not just a men's basketball focus, right? You guys are covering the whole gamut. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're covering all sports. We, we've received donations for other sports. Um, you know, we're in conversations with, you know, other uh, sports teams about different ways that, that we may be able to create opportunities um, for their student athletes. Um, but obviously, you know, it, it, it started with, with men's basketball um, based on, you, you know, obviously the demand um, mm -hmm. from the Nova nation fan base, the sense of urgency that we had to, you know, get behind the program with the coaching change and understanding the significance of um, the position that the, the team will be in, you know, heading into this offseason. Um, it's, it's been vital for us to really kind of drive the message for men's basketball, but we're here to support all of the student athletes. That's great. So, okay, Go okay. so I uh, just want to take a little bit of a quick detour to a little bit more of like a technical question about the recruiting process. So assuming a men's basketball player is interested in Villanova, comes on a visit, is talking to NAP, where do you all fit in the process? Are you all talking to parents as well? Is it they have to commit before you really start talking to them or on their visit? Are you kind of like, this is the outline of what it'll be, but obviously we'll get into the nitty gritty. If you come to Villanova, we'd love to hear about where that, where you all fit in the recruiting process. So we can, we can never say to a kid, if you come to Villanova, we're going to give you X amount. I can say to a kid, Hey, you know, Colin Gillespie made this amount last year. Um, this is what the baseline is for Villanova basketball players. And that's it. We're really never going to jump out there and say, Hey, we're, we can pay you this, this, and this, please come to Villanova. And coach Neptune can't say it at all either. It right. either has to come from Ashley Howard or, or Randy Foy. And so, sorry, I, I just wanted to ask one question on the baseline bit. So you can say, here's the baseline and what have you. In terms of like Delta, where where are we? Like how far? Like I guess we're saying, hey, we're catching up, and 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 
I certainly get the sense that you guys have built an amazing organization in a very short period of time and, and give you a lot of credit for that under the gun. And there must have been a ton of late nights, long weekends and what have you to kind of get this up and running. I guess from a baseline standpoint, just to give fans a little bit of motivation, where what are what are you guys hearing from like about where we stand as our baseline, so to speak, relative to who we view as competition? Yeah, competitive baseline is it? Yeah, yeah. So, so the way we're the way we're doing this, like I said from the beginning, Villanova is a, a unique. Um, the basketball team is unique. The institution is unique in the way we're running. Friends and over. We're doing it. We're doing it a little differently. So right. when we when we look at it, our top player and our walk on is the same amount hmm. because that's what Coach Wright envisioned. We're all the same. We all play a role in this, right? No one is bigger than the next person. So that's unique because if you look around the country and you look at you know what some kids, what some of these kids are getting. And you look at the guy that's in the middle of the rotation or a walk-on, it's not even close. So that's what makes our approach, that's what makes Friends of Nova, um, that's what makes, you know, our alumni and everyone that's been helping us um, from the beginning, that's what makes us so special because everyone is boarding. And if you look at the guy number 14 to number one, everyone understands that they're in it together and everything they're doing is even. You got to go for that, Ash, if you want to. Yep. So, so you know, we we have we have that in place, um, where all of our guys are getting something from NIL, um, and 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 it's our responsibility uh, moving forward to to be able to put us in a position where you know we raise the baseline for for all of our guys, right? So. From men's basketball, like Randy said, this past year, you know, it was pretty, it was even across the board. Um, you know, moving forward, um, based on um, you know, the efforts that that we put in and and the support that we get from from the Nova Nation, uh, in terms of really building up our collective, it'll give us the the opportunity in in Coach Neptune's first offseason to um be strategic about you know, um, how, you know, the funds are allocated, uh, right. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's really significant that, that we, that we build this war chest. Um, if I'm being honest in comparison to the other blue blood schools that we compare ourselves to, we still have a ways to go. We need to be aggressive, um, in these next couple of months to really build up this war chest so that, you know, the, the, the coaching staff has a chance to be competitive on the recruiting trail. Um, if I'm being honest, um, the conversations, um, that, ha that are had in recruiting, um, you know, we're not allowed to just make promises. Um, we're able to give, you know, um, student athletes an idea, um, uh, of the work that we're doing and in a, in a roundabout um, figure of what our guys are being paid and, and, and how they're being compensated. So, um, you know, that's, that's what it is right now. Um, you know, even though we've covered ground over the last couple of months, we still have a lot of work to do, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of that work is going to come from the support of everybody that's listening um, and telling um, 
a friend telling a brother. We all know that that Villanova every every, every Villanovan has two family members that went to Villanova, right? <laughs> so, so like so like you know telling 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 your family, um, telling your friends, um, you know connecting with your your fellow alums, talking to them about uh, this new day and how you can have an invested interest in the success of of the athletics programs. And 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 let's ever get everybody excited about the opportunity to move into this new era of NIL. I mean, that's I mean, I, I, I can't imagine like a cooler thing, like to be honest, right? Like like from going back in the days of just like of of when we were in school, we graduated, uh Rob and I graduated in 09, Willie was 15, 16? Uh, 15. 15. Like we saw all these guys from from Randy to Alan Ray to Kyle Lowry to Scotty Reynolds to Darren Hilliard to to Javon Pinkston all these guys who have just worn the uniform with such pride um all the players from other from other um uh from other teams uh you think of like a Matt Caesar from football etc like you think of all these guys and 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 all these and all these athletes across you know Matty Segrist now like have 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 worn the name with such pride and and have and have been such amazing ambassadors of the university and for us as fellow alumni to be for them to be the face and for us to be able to say hey we appreciate that like we want to contribute and be a part of that is 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 really exciting i actually like when it came out i was super pumped obviously it changes the competitive landscape um and one of the things that you guys mentioned was the the re, kind of like the concept of re-recruiting a person who's currently at the university, because you know that someone else is out there being like, hey, do you want to come over here? You can hit the portal. You're here in a month and and uh, and you can come here and play. And we got this NIL deal and, and this, that and the other thing. So it's not only just the one time, hey, we got to get we got to get up to speed right now it's kind of like establishing that continuity because this is going to happen every year from here on out um so i guess my question in all of that is kind of how do you envision this building up over the next three to five years so that we could have a real sustainable uh, nil program yeah like what's the vision what's your vision three yeah. five years from now yeah our, our vision is just to, to build it up where it's bulletproof we're trying to build a war chest where if, you know, someone, if we have to retain a player, right, we retain a player. Like you said, someone, you know, schools can go after guys, right? If we have to go into the transfer portal, um, we have to do, we, we have to go into the transfer portal. We have to go um, and get a, a five-star that's a Villanova type player. Uh, we'll do that. But everything we, we do, right, when it deals with the collective, it has to be right. We're not going to go into a situation and saying we're just going to get this guy mm -hmm. out of the transfer portal because he's really good at basketball. We want to we want to know what type of person you are, right? How you interact with the 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 student body on campus. We're not just going to go get a high school kid, right? Because he can jump really high, he can do this, right? He has to be completely um, bought into what we want to do, and every single guy on our team. Um, you know, it's the saying we play for those who come before us. They understand that that you know they play for the the name on the front of their jerseys and, and not on the back of their jerseys, and that's what made this tradition um, so well respected around the country. Uh, country. 
Um, I talk to Coach Wright a lot, and he, he always says, so many coaches call me and just ask me, how do I get so much out of my players? Hmm. And it's because of the guys that came before them basically laying it down. Like me laying it down for Kyle Lowry, me and Allen laying it down for Mike Nardi and Kyle Lowry, and then it, it just keep going to the Scotties and then to the Archies and then to the Jalens and then to the Gillespies. And now we we got some young kids on our team that could be really special if they continue to work hard. So I think our plan is um, for the next three to five years is to build this war chest and have as much flexibility um, as possible going into any area where we feel as though it's a gray area, which is the transfer portal, right? Which is retaining players, understanding exactly what we need and how we're going to approach it. And I feel as though once this war chest is built a certain way, Villanova, uh, we're going to do it the right way, but we're going to be right where we always been and we're going to do it the right way. Are you exploring different things like um, just using UConn as an example, just a fellow conference member, they just opened up their NIL store, right? Are you exploring things like a store or anything of that nature? You know, that's why I love, I love working with, uh, I call him Ashley, but I love working with coach Ash because the conversations that we have and the avenues we go down um, for hours on the phone, what we can do with this, you know, to get everyone in a great experience. You know, we, we, we don't have conversations. Um, we sat next to, you know, a guy from monster and he's like, yeah, you know, um, you know, monster is a sport where, you know, guys skydive and stuff like that. You think you have a student athlete, they want to skydive. Like, no, that's definitely <laughs> a guy's not skydiving, but that's the kind of conversations and you you have to be open-minded to all of this stuff and willing to have the conversations, you know, willing to to hit these bumps in the road and understand that, you know, on the other side of that cloud is a brighter day, is a, sun, a sunny day. And I think as a team, that's something um, that we do daily dealing with people. We get, our emails are there. If you go to Friends and Nova website, you can email me and Ashley directly. We get so many questions about things and it, it don't even turn into anything, but the way we're programmed, it's like we're Villanova basketball people. We treat everyone with kindness. If It don't matter if that email is about, if it leads to nothing, I'm responding to you. We get on a call and I say, thank you, regardless. And I think that's what's gonna make this, um, this collective special because it's coming, for, coming from a place where we understand that we can't do it alone. We need the fans, right? We need everyone on deck. And I think that's where we're going to take off at uh, in the future. And we're not there yet, but the people um, that are behind us and what me and Ashley are doing, we're in a space where we understand exactly what we got to do and how we're going to get there. So quick follow-up question to, to what Chris mentioned about uh, UConn store, which is, which is really interesting. It seems like you guys are getting a lot of emails already. So two questions that I guess, you know, one, are you guys open to ideas from, from the fans and from the alumni about different engagement opportunities is kind of question one. And then question two is like, are there particular things that you guys are exploring more than others that our fans should be kind of thinking about of like, oh, you know, I've got a business that I think it's a great way that I could get involved with the guys and, you know, create some engagement opportunity. 
we're open to all opportunities. We we talk daily about different ways that we can, um, you know, just you know, create um, opportunities to engage the student athletes. The real the reality is, Randy and I, since October, our our singular focus has been like really building out our war chest and, you know, getting with you know big um, big time uh, Villanova um, supporters that you know have the bandwidth to to make significant contributions to the collective as we as we move forward now we're going to start to expand um uh just the reach uh in the depths of how we we look into um you know supporting the collective right so we gave you a couple of the ideas that um of the things that we we definitely have in the works um we haven't you know thought about an nil store but some of our student athletes have their own merch that they're selling yeah. that you can yeah. go to their websites and buy that, um, you know, um, just directly from them. Right. So, you know, a part of it too is, you know, where the collective, there are other opportunities for our guys that are going to come up that they can create on their own. Right. So um, if there are opportunities that we feel as though make sense, for the collective to engage, we're, we're all on board, but we're also here to sort of kind of direct if there's something that may be singularly focused towards one of our student athletes, you know, we, we may be able to direct you to their representation or, or, um, you know, somebody that's in their camp. Um, if, if the opportunity makes sense, right. So one of the things that the collective is trying to do is we're trying to organize our engagements during a time where we know the student athletes have time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you if you you know get if you start to overwhelm them with different engagements and different things, now totally. you're taking their their focus away from basketball and academics, right? Yeah. And and the reality is, and you know, you're a student first at Villanova, right? So none of our guys are going to miss class, miss an academic responsibility to go satisfy an NIL obligation, right? So one of the things that we're trying to do with the collective is be really intentional about when we schedule the events so that yeah. you know it it it's you know it's 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 in sync with our guys' schedule so that you know they can they can take advantage of their NIL opportunities but not um, be compromised from their academics and basketball. And Rob, I wanted to say what a lot of people listen to this podcast, so we don't want to give away all our secrets <laughs> what we do and, and what we're planning. So um, we just a lot of we're, we're doing a lot. So we just don't want to give it away because it's the competition. So we don't want them to steal it. Totally. No, I, I, I hear you on that. I'm curious, like, you know, as, as people are reaching out with these different ideas, are you guys are you guys acting a bit as like a, a filter to help kind of funnel stuff down to like through reps down to the players so that they're not inundated with stuff? Is that one of the roles that you're playing as well? Exactly my question. So when the opportunity presents itself, it will. Um, um, it hasn't been a, a ton of that dialogue. A lot of the, most of the dialogue that we've had has really been more centered towards how we can build the collective and people giving us different ideas and feedback, mm -hmm. different um, ideas and thoughts on how yeah. we can strengthen the collective. But, you know, we, we, we are here working for the student athletes. Like that's the most important thing. Like 
Randy and I are here strictly for student athletes and to help them capitalize on it um, and not and not compromising their well-being and allowing other people to really take advantage of them as well. I like it. I need it. Two requests. I need one, a T-shirt with a big Mark Armstrong face on it. And two, <laughs> I need a T-shirt with a big uh, Maddie Seagrass face on it. So those are my, my two requests. Like <laughs> you, guys, you guys can do with that what you want, but I'm willing to pay, pay for it. So. Rob, just buy a Maddie Seagrass jersey. I will. I, I actually, it's on my list. It's on my list. I've got a great collection. I don't have any of the women's team, so it's, I'm definitely going to add Get it. Get me one, too. All right. We'll make that happen. Rob, Maddie, you need a shirt that says. Maddie's about to break the all-time um, women's record. Right, know, right? Yeah. All time, all time Crazy. record. All time record. I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big Maddie Stan, so I make sure we try to mention her on almost every podcast. Yeah. Um, she's 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 easy to mention. She's easy to mention. What she's doing this year is unbelievable. Um, so we we could put a plug in right now for Maddie Segris. Let's bring Maddie Segris back for one more year. What are we going to do, Nova Nation? How are we going to make that happen? <laughs> Like and it. that's actually that's interesting though because like if the nil is there hey maddie come yeah. back to the main line right right like you Runs know it, com. your options your are waiting for you draft or or nil and we could compete um that's really interesting i like that but rob for sorry i gotta go back you need a shirt that just says more hosen you just need a shirt that's that says true more. that's true <laughs> that's very that's very true rob, are rob we spelling loves- more with like as in Justin. Oh, that would be good too. Yeah, all right, we're we're off topic, but I like <laughs> Sorry. It. I like I like all the ideas, guys. Yeah, down for all of them. So, so I guess in um, I guess if have we not asked a question that you guys thought we would ask about, or is there anything kind of relevant to um, relevant to friends of Nova that we haven't really dove uh, too deep into yet that you wanted to clarify or anything? I think we're pretty. I think we're good. Um, Everything that I thought you guys would would say or or ask, you definitely did. So I think we're pretty good. Okay, um, I guess while um, while 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 we have you guys, um, are, are, what what do you guys make of the uh, St. John's game coming up? We got a we got a game, big game at MSG. Um, we got a we got a we are our part our part of the thing that we do in the podcast is talk a little bit of uh, is obviously talk some hoops, but I, I just curious what you guys are seeing with with St. John's coming off of a, a big win versus UConn and Nova coming off a, coming off a great kind of comeback victory against Georgetown there. So I was curious kind of what you guys uh, see in the St. John's game coming up. Yeah, it's just, a, it's another big East battle. St. John's is a great team. Uh, we put together 40 minutes of Villanova basketball. We will be okay. I like it. Coach. <laughs> what what are you drawing up from the game plan? Slowing it down, keeping keep trying to keep them in check, not let them get out too much in transition. Well, obviously, you know, like that's that's the key versus St. John's is just ball security, taking care of the ball, um, uh, you know, making sure you establish yourself inside, um, you know, trying to get them in foul trouble. Um, they're an aggressive defensive team, uh, so um, you know, taking care of the ball winning the rebound battle, um, collectively rebounding. Um, then we got to make some shots, baby. Got to make some shots. Um, and, uh, and, and, and sticking together for 40 minutes. Right. Um, I think that's one of the best things that, and the most impressive things that I've seen about this team is that, you know, they've been down, um, and they, and they never quit. Right. Um, 
you know, I think the leadership, even, um, you know, from the coaching staff and it's trickling down to the team, um, you know, you, you see that within this team, right? And, you know, even though, you know, we've been a little, you know, shorthanded all year, the fight is there. So I expect to see that fight on Friday night. And if we can do that for 40 minutes, I think we'll be in good shape, like Randy said. Yeah, question. It's uh, kind of the hot seat, but not really that serious. If let's go back in the day, go oh, back to when y'all were playing. Go, if you all had a chance for NIL, a chance to profit off your name, image, and likeness, what would you have wanted to do? Randy, you mentioned uh, NCAA 2005, kind of being able to profit off of that. What's something that you think about in your playing days? Like, damn, if I could have done that, that would have been really cool. Hot seat coming asking off the top of my head, but what comes to mind when you think about opportunities that you would have loved to have during college? You know, during that during that 2005 season, I had a chance um, to go to the NBA. Yeah. And the just put the way that the campaign to bring me back started with my grandmother. Right. So we get to go home for Easter break and my grandmother never really said anything about, you know, basketball related. And the first thing I walk in the house, I, I drive in from Jersey and she was like, you know what, baby, I think you need to you need to get your degree. <laughs> look, I look at her and I'm like, what you, like, what are you what are you talking about? And she's like, you know, they saying you're going to go to the she said National Basketball Association. <laughs> right? <laughs> And I was like, no, I was, was like, we played pretty well, you know, average, you know, big time, had some big time games in the tournament throughout the Big East. So I was like, I think I'm going to test the waters. And, you know, I, I, I come back to campus and I have a press conference with Coach Wright to basically say, am I going to, you know, leave um, or am I going to stay? And Coach Wright, Coach Wright looks at me and was like, uh, I hope you spoke to your grandmother. Um, she's a lovely lady. Um, you know, we can do some really special things, um, next year, which was true, but he was like, I just think you need one more year. And he's like, one more year. He was like, I'm telling you, you're going to take off. So I, I, I say to coach, right. I'm going to stay. But me thinking about that year from my junior year to my senior year, if I was in the NIL space, I could have probably demanded anything. <laughs> so I, I, I just like, everyone was on the same page from family members to friends and coaches to go back and uh, finish up and get my degree. And I had a special year, my senior year, man. Yeah. You, you did all right. <laughs> Don't ask me what I'd have got NIL. I'd have probably got a free cheesesteak from Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Ash, hey, listen, you, need, hey, listen. you need to be hey, on listen. this baseline plan to get hey, listen, uh, man, yo, And you know what? You wouldn't. My baseline basement plan. <laughs> You would have eaten that cheesesteak. You would have eaten that cheesesteak because Coach Shaq wouldn't have been chasing you down to, to make sure you didn't hey, eat look, it. I play. I, hey, listen. Luckily, I didn't play a villain, but I didn't have to deal with Shaq. I'm <laughs> happy to get the Seven Eleven Slurpee plan. <laughs> Slurpees on Tuesdays. What NIL plan for myself when I was in college? Oh my goodness! Oh, I, I, you so you can't eat bad and work out with that guy. We. Rob and I worked out with him once and it was a disaster <laughs> for me. <laughs> say for one of us more than the other, but yeah, sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, all right. I got one final question. It's one of our recurring things that we do on the podcast every week. 
we give an alpha dog of the week and we give a shack fit man play of the week. Ooh. So, so what's the, so I guess my question for you is we just had the Georgetown game. What was your shack fit man play of the week? Kind of like the strongest, you know, game of the, of that time. And then who is your alpha dog? So obviously I thought the alpha dog in that Georgetown game was Cam Whitmore. I thought, he set the tone in that game. I thought he played with great energy. Um, obviously, he made some huge plays. Um, and, you know, I think that that the man, what what, what was the the the, the first? Shaq fit. Alpha dog, Shaq fit. I, yeah. think the, I think the Shaq fit play, it was the mental toughness of Brandon Slater getting called for the travel, then coming back the very next play, getting the steal. <laughs> that, I stole that from you, Rand. Yeah, you stole it from me, man. Stole it from me, bro. But yo, great minds, great minds think alike, man. We've been spending <laughs> a lot of time together, bro. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I I thought that 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 Shaq fit play, um, is obviously you know is 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 bigger than just the physical toughness, it's the mental toughness component yeah. of Slate to brush that 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 terrible call off by Clarence Armstrong, <laughs> and then come back and get the steal, kick up ahead to to Cam for the for the game winning dunk. I'm gonna say for my I'm gonna say for my alpha dog, I'm gonna just I'm gonna roll with Coach Nett. Right. I just feel as though through adversity and everything that um has been going on with the injuries, you think about more um being out, you know, you think about uh Whitmore being out, you think about Longino now, you think about young guys and guys that never played before guys being put into roles that they never been, you know, they, you know, you look at Caleb and you look at Slate, they, they're, they're looked at and they say, Hey, you know, I need you to score now. I know before you were spot up shooters and defensive guys, but you need to score. And for coach Nepp to go through all this adversity early on in the season, halfway through the season, and for him to still, you know, be out there every single day with that approach and that passion still preaching um, Villanova basketball, that's who my alpha dog goes to. And my Shaq fit play is um, Caleb coming down the lane off of two, dunking the yeah. ball, getting busy, getting on that rim. I like that. <laughs> I like that. My, uh, my, my Shaq fit man play um, was the video that actually uh, Villanova posted, um, but we were getting killed. They, they were shooting. They were hitting everything from the mid-range. They couldn't miss from the mid-range. And Eric Dixon got the switch. And got that enormous block um, late in that game, and oh, I thought that, that was, was a huge play. Yeah. That was a huge it was it was big. it Mass. was important mentally too. Yeah. Like we needed to get the stop, but like to finally get get a stop on the mid range jumper, which they were feasting on the entire game. That was that was so big. I thought it was cool that they showed the bench like locked in, like oh, it's going to happen. Eric's going to get this, and then he got the block. It was a really cool. It was really cool. One thing that you can't say. Like it's been obviously, Randy, you talked about the adversity, but these guys are locked in and they're so together. Um, yeah. And you see kind of like video of a timeout and, and you know, at the end of the game, there's no one looking around. Everyone is totally bought in fully 100% locked in. So yeah, you talk- think about the injuries, right? You think about no one has ever had their head down. We don't want no one to feel sorry for us, right? We're going yeah. in the right direction. Nep is our alpha dog. He's leading us in that direction. And watch, just watch, you know, as the season continue to go along, watch what happens. Yeah. And 
we're going to take off and then we're going to be looking like we told you so. <laughs> I think everyone would be happy to be able to, that, that if that happened. I think we're all looking for a total grind. It's a grind and it's going to happen. Trust me. Awesome. Well, well, look, guys, um, I, uh, I really can't thank you enough, um, both for obviously coming on the podcast, but, but also in, in, in addition to that kind of everything that you're doing with, with, with friends of Nova, this is, you know, in terms of fans, in terms of what we can do to help in terms of, in terms of everything that you're doing for you guys to come as you just a head coach, um, you know, Randy, you played in the league for many years and obviously do a ton of great work with your foundation. Like it, it for you guys to kind of set aside the time to, to, to kind of come back and be a part of this and still, and still contribute so much to the culture of Villanova, the family of Villanova basketball. Like I, it's, I think on, on behalf of the fan base, I say, say thank you very much because uh, yeah. we need it. it. This is a important calling um, and uh, and we want to keep it rolling with you guys. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Whatever I can do um, to help my team, um, I'm here to do it. And when this, when they came calling for this, I was excited about it because I understood this direction that college sports are going in. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. All right. Well, that's it for the podcast this week. Um, we'll be back to you after uh, the St. John's game. We'll talk a little bit of St. John's recap and also talk about the up game, upcoming game after that versus Providence. Villanova's got a little bit of a little bit of a bye week, um, so we got some days off, and we'll, and we'll we'll get back to you with some good content coming after um, this St. John's game. So, thank you everybody for listening, and as always, let's go Nova.